4: I'm back! Let's f- rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want.
3: All right, let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morency, the pips, the players, the hostlers, the people are Bustler, but everybody else in between throwing it down. The Monday night meltdown has begun as the Atlanta Falcon uh, meltdown continues, and the fact that Dan Quinn is still employed when there's tens of millions of people who are looking for work uh, right now is a disgrace. Although, to call the Atlanta Falcons a disgrace would be an insult to the letter D. What did the letter D deserve to be called? The Atlanta Falcons. And uh, we actually have some breaking news uh, right now pertaining to the Atlanta Falcons. And surprisingly enough, Quinn hasn't been uh, fired yet. Although you know, I just leave them. I'd yeah, you know, I leave him at the stadium. I tell them bro, whatever, man. We have just we paid you millions of dollars already. You know, you figure it out. All right, you figure it out. But we do have breaking news: um, a class action lawsuit has now uh, been uh, filed by uh, actual falcons, actual birds are now asking uh, the Atlanta uh, football team, as they'll uh, they'll now be referred to. Like, really? Like, what did Falcons do to deserve this as well? Like, it's it's actually, like, it's to the point, they're the Atlanta football team. They're no longer the Falcons. I am actually uh, representing representing uh, the Falcons uh, in this. And, of course, not the football team, but the actual birds. I speak for the birds, all right? I am the bird man, and I speak for the birds, and I'm filing a lawsuit. You are no longer allowed to associate yourself with such a proud bird such as a falcon. All right? You're just, you're not Falcons. All right? You're not, you're not, you know, you're not pigeons. Like, I don't know what the hell you are. You're mice. You're the Atlanta mice. All right? That's what you are. You're the Atlanta mice. You're not a football team. I'll tell you that much. You're not a football team. As I stated, calling you guys a disgrace is an understatement. I can't, you know, whatever, man. Andy Dalton, um, you know, I thought Andy Dalton, Matt Ryan, one in the same, one in the same. And the the Atlanta Falcons have merged and they've become what the Cincinnati Bengals were. You know, good wide receivers, potent offense and stuff, but you just suck. You fumble, you lose. Sports Rage Late Night. Vent your rage, bring it.
1: I'm still on my own journey, but I wanna be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man, We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is gonna be your church, your turn up and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: You're
4: listening to Sports Radio with Gabe Marensi. I'm gonna turn Stop. Hey, wait a second. What are you doing? You're not betting. You know he's not supposed to bet. Jerry. It's a lock. Kramer, you've had this thing under control for almost three years now. Don't start again. But it's a, a lock. No. <laughs> Sports
3: rage late night continues. Shout out to our radio affiliates. I am Renzi. Uh, wow. You know, I'm just um, – I haven't felt like this, like, in a couple of years since I used to bet on the Cincinnati Bengals all the time. And I'm getting flashbacks of, like, you know, Andy Dalton ruining my Sundays. Matt Ryan has become Andy Dalton. Like, he really has. You know what I mean? Like, he'll go down the field, but you know he's going to you know—he's gonna get sacked and take them out of field goal range. Or you know he's just going to one-hop a ball. You know, he'll throw an interception. Um, you know, the arm strength. Yeah. You know, as if. I'll tell you what, like like I stated earlier, they're they're an embarrassment. The fact that Dan Quinn still has a job is gross negligence on the behalf of Arthur Blank uh, right now. I don't know, maybe Arthur Blank's like the nicest guy in the world or something like that, but the team's a joke. They're pathetic. Like, I honestly wouldn't, like, pay for these guys to leave. It's not just Dan Quinn being, uh, like, you know, whatever. But Dan Quinn, like, you got to get fired. Like, how do these morons have jobs, man? Oh, we got to, you know, I like what Dan Quinn said to Lisa Salters at the half. We're going to remain aggressive. You've scored three points in the first half. What the hell are you talking about, aggressive? You ran the ball two times in a row into a wall. Well, oh, we're going to remain aggressive. Dirk Cutter's always been an idiot, all right? Tell me one place Dirk Cutter's ever been a good coach. What, what a minute, Boise State 28-year? All right, built Boise State. Yeah, well, good for you. That and a potato from Idaho will get you a seat on a park bench. A pile of crap. Uh, you're you're uh, The fact that Dan, Dan Quinn better get fired. Bill O'Brien got fired earlier today. You know, uh, Bill O'Brien's at home wondering, what about him? And Matt Patricia and your sorry fat ass? You and your stupid pencil in your ear? Yeah, I'll show you where you should put your pencil, Patricia. I mean, let's bring in uh, Paul Bovey right now. Because otherwise, like I'm just going to rage all night about this. Paul Bovey, covers.com, steps up and in. Paul, I'm just kicking myself. You know, I'm a moron. You know, I had a good NFL week. I know the I I know I I know the Falcons are what they are, but I figured Paul on a teaser, buddy. You know, I had the Falcons plus 12 and a half, man. No. No, 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 no. Can't even cover a plus 12 and a half teaser, Paul.
0: Gabe, okay, that's rough, man, but I'm going to tell you there are 40 different species of birds. So before you remove the tag uh, Falcons from this Atlanta football team, you got to come up with another bird. How about the hummingbirds? Um, <laughs> how about a weaker breed of bird? What do you think? What's the weakest
3: possible bird out there? Because like, that's what they are. Yeah. Like, that, like I said, you, they're they the Atlanta football that. team. It's offensive to Falcons to call them Falcons. They're, they're now the Atlanta football team, Paul.
0: Yeah, well, uh, I I get it. Uh, this is uh, unfortunately a poorly run franchise. They have been for quite some time. I mean, they had their heyday where they made a few playoff games, and they did get to the Super Bowl way back when in two thousand. But I, Gabe, I would I would have to agree with you. I mean, there's there's problems over there, and it's it has to do with coaching. And I think the owner Arthur Blank who's done very well for himself over the years, founder of Home Depot, but he's been a little too tolerant at this point. First coach, first head role today, and maybe it's time for Mr. Quinn to be shown the door. Well, I, you know,
3: and evidently, as I stated, I've been saying this, you know, Arthur Blank seems to be a very compassionate man, uh, evidently. Uh, I'm, I just found here, these are the nine lamest birds uh, in the world. Um weakest uh, birds uh, we're looking for here. Evidently, you know what? This is a good one. A lark. A lark is a type of bird. The
0: Atlanta larks. They are larks. Isn't that good, Paul? They are larks. You guys are a bunch of larks. That has a dual definition, so that I think there could be some confusion there, so I would want something (laughs) really hones in on the weak factor of the bird. So I think like there's a Kiwi um, I'm looking at. And well, Coca-Cola's I, from I, there. I how about the Atlanta
3: Diet Cokes? Because diet soda sucks. They just suck. It's just what, what, what an embarrassment. And how about this, Paul? There's a lot of bad football teams in the NFL this year. But these guys are 0-4. You're not, you know, whatever. Like, what are you doing? You're never winning with Dan Quinn. Like, just, just let's be real. You're also never winning with Matt Ryan. You went to a Super Bowl, he's peaked. It is what it is. The guy looks old. He's aging. You know, you see him sitting on a bench there. The arm strength is gone. He can't you got these stud wide receivers. He can't get them the ball. They're open all night. And you know it's bad when Riddick and Greasy are ripping them as hard as they are. Well, you know, he's not Aaron Rodgers. Can't get the ball in there. It's like, it's like he's younger than Aaron Rodgers. Like, you know, they're like, yeah, you can't get the ball in there. Uh, so I'm just stating, I know they're they're probably not going to end up being the worst team in the league, but maybe they should be when you consider Trevor Lawrence is actually from Atlanta. He's actually from uh, Georgia. And imagine if they had a quarterback that could actually zip the ball. Like, Matt Ryan's a problem. Quinn's got to go, too. And Dirk Cutter sucks. Like, when's Dirk Cutter ever been a good coach? He was terrible at Tampa as well.
0: Yeah, well, Gabe, uh, it's unfortunate. But look, it got to put this in the rearview mirror. And we got to look towards Sunday, even Thursday, if you want. But that's what we do. I didn't have my best night. I actually went pretty heavy on what I thought was an inflated number, under 33 and a half team total, not laying any juice a few days ago. And I got cute and I got out at over 30 and a half for most of it. So uh, I end up a half a point short of a very nice middle, but getting out of a solid wager. Which I'm not really faulting myself for doing that because on that opening drive early on, it looked like Aaron Rodgers was gonna own this team. And I think they could have put their foot on the gas at any point, but I don't think they ever felt threatened.
3: No, and they they didn't have to. Uh they, they didn't have to. So Paul, I know you like to strike early with the um the games. And the opening uh, numbers on Sunday immediately, and uh, you did. And so, talk to us about talk to us about the Jacksonville and the Houston game. And you already bet this game before they they announced that O'Brien um, will no longer be the coach. And you know, listen, O'Brien's been a long time coming as well. I think Quinn's even worse than O'Brien to be honest. But O'Brien has to go. Matt Patricia to me he's the worst coach in the league. Like Matt Patricia is just a clown. Like, yeah, he's just a, he's just a jackass clown. Guy's got like chicken wings and chicken bones in his beard. And like, you know, like he's just him and a stupid pencil. And uh, he's the worst. Like he, to me, he's the worst coach in the league. But O'Brien's gone uh, now. Is this a case in your opinion that, hey, it can only be better now that he's not there anymore?
0: Well, look, Romeo Cornell takes over, and he's a defensive-minded coach. Started out with the Giants in the early 80s. But I think it'll definitely give him a shot in the arm. And they face a team. Gabe, get this. The Jaguars have allowed 79 completions in 99 attempts. And as soon as Miles Jack went out of the game on Sunday, basically the Bengals and Joe Mixon... And Joe Burrow owned this team, moved through them easily, 300-plus yards in the second half. And they also have two cornerbacks that went out of the game. And this could be the worst secondary in the league. And I don't think people are talking about that. Like, uh, for example, Fitzpatrick, 18-20. Rivers passed 26-36 for 363. Rivers' best game outside of that was 214 yards of passing. They just don't have a pass defense. Houston, uh, for whatever it's worth, 0-4 or not, they could still pass the ball. And they've had a rough schedule to this point. We all know that. Ravens, Chiefs, uh, Steelers, and I think they face a soft team. We'll run it up 35 to 40 points here. Paul oh, Bobby. Covers.com,
3: kicking it with us. We'll take a quick break. The Monday night meltdown. Sports Rage late night. IMRNC. Bent your rage. Bring it. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Marenzi. Rage all you want.
0: And you know what? It'll be nice having a little extra cash to bet on college football. Yeah, I'd like to bet 100 bucks.
2: You want to pick a team?
0: No,
3: just take it. Sports Rage late night continues. I, Marenzi, the Monday night uh, meltdown as we are melting down. Just kicking myself, man. Some bad bats like... Uh, went in too hard on the Atlanta Falcons. Took them on teasers. Uh, started off the day uh, nicely with the uh, the Houston Astro uh, game. Went four and one in that game with some props and uh, the sides. Uh, but just uh, one of those uh, nights uh, tonight. And you know that last the the late field goal just really pissed me off. And then I just knew I've seen it a million times, Paul. Where you know the Falcons march down the field, and you know I've seen this like two hundred and twenty-two times with Matt Ryan. Where it'll get it he'll go all the way down the field, and then suddenly as soon as they're in, they're in the red zone, he's got problems because it's in a tight space and he's got to zip it in there, and he just can't do it. And it's just over and over, man. They you know it was the same crap, like I even forget the guy's name. Man, they're always blaming a coach there. Remember what was the guy even before Quinn? Poor guy with the white hair. He was a nice guy too. What was that guy's name? Remember him? He had a white hair. Uh, um I, he was, I forgot. There was something. Yeah, I can't bro- I can just- look it up, but yeah, yeah, but it was the same crap. You know- I remember they used to have Tony Gonzalez, and they you know Ryan couldn't get him the ball in the end zone then either. Like it was the same crap. It's like it's just constant. Constant, constant, constant with the Atlanta Falcons. Same crap, but I'm just you know it reminds me of the Houston Rockets. I swear to God, Paul. Somehow, some way, like if I have a prop, like you know what I mean, like Harden will be a point short. If I have the over in the game, you know, it'll stay under by half a point because of Houston. If I bet against Houston, Harden will drop 60. If I bet on Houston, it's the bad Rocket team that shows up. You know, like there's certain teams that just screw you all the time. And the Falcons have become that team, man. The Bengals used to be that team for me with the Rockets and now the Falcons are on this list. I'm really starting to hate them, Paul. I don't want to ramble on about this, but I'm really starting to hate them. Do you have a team that you just, like, hate because of betting purposes?
0: Uh, It varies from week to week. That's all I could say. (laughs) But uh, I would say, okay, all right, let me give you my take on this. I will never bet a New England Patriot-Miami Dolphin game again. I just don't get it right. No matter what happens, and I come up with these catastrophic Uh, losses like I did when Gronk missed a tackle and the Dolphins got in a couple years ago. And then last year on a 17-point game that the Patriots had to win, I threw them in a Monday-alarm parlay, which blew it up. So that's the only thing I can think of. But, Gabe, I'm going to tell you something. I had one of those weekends as well because last night I was dog-tired and all I wanted to do was go to sleep. And I had Greg Ward over four and a half catches and 48 yards. And he had four catches with four minutes to go in the first half. And I said, oh, I'm going to be able to go to sleep early. I get up four o'clock, 4.30 on the weekend. And would you believe he doesn't get another catch? Insane. And in, in that Raider game, I had single single Terry, FAU grad, my alma mater, over 55, I think it was 58 yards, 57 and a half yards, he gets stuck at 55 on 18 carries, miraculously, and I don't go over. So I know how that feels, Gabe, and it does happen, and we just have to deal with it and hope that these things balance out. Yeah,
3: and uh, and move on. You're exactly right, as we're kicking it with uh, Paul Bovey. So a uh, quick, uh, quick line check uh, right now. Thursday night football. That's the next game up. Uh, we've got the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Chicago Bears uh, on tap here. Uh, Nick Foles is the starting quarterback, Paul. And I always say, I always say, you know, the the backup quarterback is always the most uh, popular guy in town until he's the starting quarterback, and then people remember why he was a backup in the first place. But I mean, you know, and thanks to people in our chat, actually. Mike Smith was the coach. What a generic name, actually. Yeah, Mike Smith. <laughs> that's right. Mike Smith. Nice yeah, the head guy. you right. He was a nice Yeah, he was a nice guy. But, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, is it always the coach's fault? I don't know. There seems to be a pattern here of the players. And it's the same crap anyway. So, whatever. The Falcons are a lost cause. I was going to say earlier, though, Paul, the Falcons should tank and get Trevor Lawrence. You know, what I mean, are they gonna end up with the worst record in the league? I probably not, but at this point, I don't know. Their defense is as bad as anybody. That was pathetic. I mean, look at one play that uh, that the the well scored on. The guy in the Falcons tripped him, but he got up and still went on to catch a touchdown after. Like that's like kids in the park stuff. That's like you're like a nine year old kid and with his dad, and his dad like shakes him off and like like come on, man. That's an embarrassment. And Dan Quinn, and I want to hear, well, oh, they're without the starting safety. Yeah, yeah. Unless your starting safety's name was Ronnie Lott uh, or Ed Reed. Shut up, all right? Oh, we're without this. It's always excuses in the NFL. There's just so many loser coaches in this league. But so now you got this train wreck and Nick Foles and Trubisky, and they go back and forth evidently now already uh, early this year. Now they're getting five and a half points against the Buccaneers. What do you make of this game, Paul? not putting you on the spot for a pick, but what's your initial opinion on the game?
0: My initial opinion is I can't go near the bears. I I just remember uh, the previous games and discounting. I haven't watched the replay yet of, uh, of Sunday, but I know it wasn't pretty. They could not run the ball at all. And, uh, you know, I just remember the giants giants could have beat them, came down to the last play. And I I don't think they've looked particularly good. So if I'm going to do anything here, it's going to be to lay the uh, points with Tampa Bay who look, Tom Brady's come around. There's no question about it. I think they were given a little bit of a gift at the end of the first half. And I think the charges literally paved the way for that win 24 seven, trying to run out the clock. And they basically gifted him a touchdown, but still you got to credit what Brady did he spread the ball around, dealt with an injury to O.J. Howard. Uh, and in spite of not having uh, a, a solid tight end in the lineup, because I really don't consider Gronk to be that tight end, he's he's really not much of a, uh, a receiver these there, days. He's there to block. He, he, he's there to block. He, I think Brady threw him a bone last week, threw him six, five, six short passes, just to keep him interested in the game. but. He had one pass this week, I think 20-something yards, but for the most part, yeah, he's just there to block. But you got to give him credit for what he did, and, and they really couldn't stop him. I mean, I don't think Tampa Bay punted more than once or twice. So uh, credit Brady. i got to give the edge to Tampa Bay here. Not sure if I'm going to pull the trigger, but edge Tampa Bay.
3: Uh, Paul Bovey, uh kicking it with us. So, uh, Paul, the um, the Dallas Cowboys – defense just continues to get gashed and yeah you know you th- it's amazing to me that Atlanta actually has the worst secondary in the league well technically at 350 yards uh passing uh, a game but how about the you know the Dallas Cowboys just getting carved up on a weekly basis uh right now and the Cowboys giving up 36 and a half points a a football game uh Paul so you got a total of 54 right now with the Giants rolling in here What's your take on the Joe Judge and what's going on with the Giants so far? If you look at their road games, they've been competitive. I mean, so they got smoked at home by San Francisco. They hung around in the first half of the season opener, which feels like ages ago against Pittsburgh. But, you know, they had the the Bears game on the road where they backdoored it and they hung around. And then they battled with, uh, with a good Rams football team uh, last week. Do you like the direction or is this team just spinning their wheels? Are they due for, like, um, you know, a win, reward, a cover? And then you get this this porous porous defense, but can Jones take uh, advantage of it? What's your take on the number right now? Giants getting nine and a half.
0: Well, Gabe, uh, if I was going to do anything here, I'd have to take the Giants. And maybe this is my fanhood speaking a little bit because I am a Giants fan. You know well, I that. To ask you. But – yeah, but look, you allow 307 yards on the ground. And if you could run the football, as you know, great things happen. Because when you throw the football, two of three things that happen are not positive. Um, and they haven't shown any ability to stop the run. They've had a lot, uh, a lot of problems in the secondary, too. They lost Byron Jones to the Dolphins, and then a woozy went out. So their corners, their secondary is depleted. And frankly, I'm a believer that Zeke is slowing down a bit. If you look at his ability to run the football, he's not really getting off. The first two games, he had around 90 yards. He couldn't run against Seattle. He had some trouble this week as well, 12 rushes for 54 yards, but there was a 24 yarder in there. So that suggests to me that the running game isn't getting off. And that's why Dak is passing for big, big numbers, but it's also because they're falling behind. It is amazing to me, incredulous, that the Giants are involved in a game where the total is 54 and a half points. This was bid up driven up from 52, I believe, at the opener. And I I just thought it was – I said, wow, 52 points, New York Giants. And, heck, there's no respect for the Dallas defense at this point, and there shouldn't be. So, obviously, people think the Giants are going to put some points on the board, and I do think that will be the case.
3: And, you know, we should note, actually, you're right, Paul. The New York Giants, and I would call them the New York football Giants, but – They're not really playing football. Um, They're averaging 11.8 points per game. 11.8 points per game. That's what the New York Giants are putting up, uh, guys. And as Paul said, you got a total of 54. But the Dallas Cowboy defense is that bad. You know Daniel Jones will turn the ball over as well, uh, which will lead to points. I think the game's going to go over. Can the Giants hang around? I wouldn't be laying points for the Cowboys, but I think the game can go over. I want to talk some NBA basketball, NBA finals. Do we have a series right now? Paul Boldy, Covers.com, kicking with us. George Kurtz will step up and in a level two. The Monday Night Meltdown continues. This is Portrait.
4: just can't live
3: without rage <laughs> I see my guy, uh, Jamal Anderson. He used to be a regular on our show, the Dirty Bird. Uh, speaking of the Atlanta Falcons. So I see uh, Jamal Anderson on Twitter right now, uh, Paul. Uh, he tweets, after Dallas a week ago, I would have put Dan Quinn on a Greyhound. After this, he got a hitchhike. You're a nice guy, but this ain't it. Hasn't been it. It's a wrap. Sorry, not sorry. You know, this this is where we're at now. Like former Falcon players are basically saying, yes, you should not be allowed. Like even on the plane coming back, but the players need to take a look in the mirror as well. Um, you know, and you know, just a typical like dumbass team too, Paul. You know, like they score a touchdown. They you know they they cut the lead. What do they do on the ensuing kickoff? Yeah, personal foul, face mask set up the Packers at midfield. And I don't know if you guys noticed tonight during the game, but you could hear the field more. Like, their fake crowd noise wasn't as loud tonight. And uh, you could hear the players on the field a lot more. And all it was always Falcons. The Falcon players, like, you know, hollering and hooping it up after every tackle and everything. And, like, it's like, guys, you, are you aware you're losing? Are you guys, like, aware that you're, you're the one that's 0-3, about to be 0-4? As I stated, man, tank for Trevor at this point. He's actually from there. Paul dot Covers.com, kicking with us. I'm just so pissed off at myself for buying into this piece of crap organization again. Again. Brave, um, but, I, got, uh,
0: I got a question. I got a question for you. What When is your birthday again, Gabe? It's uh, in August. <laughs> in August, sorry. So next birthday, if I get you an Apple Watch with an Atlanta Falcons logo on there. Will you wear it?
3: You know what? I'm actually not a massive Apple fan either. It's, it's quite the combination.
0: <laughs> right, quite how about good. a Samsung or
3: uh <laughs> I'll tell Hawaii you what I would or, use. Uh, I, I, don't know. I would use some Atlanta Falcon
0: toilet paper. <laughs> All <laughs> right. I'll put I'll put that on your wish list I'll see. it's, if actually, I can a good, it's, it's have actually a, a good like, gift.
3: Yeah, it's like for the for the concerning fan. Like it's the only time, like you'll appreciate somebody gives you something of a team you hate. But it was like you know what I mean. Like you know, like uh, you know, like I'd get like being a Buffalo Bill fan, I'd get New England Patriot toilet paper,
0: uh, essentially. Yeah, but you might you get know? diarrhea if you in there and saw the toilet paper. It might upset you. It might upset <laughs> your stomach. How about those Buffalo
3: Bills uh, right now. So what? No, no. No uh, no point spread up for this football game uh, right now. I don't even know. I don't even know if they're playing. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. If they don't, I'll tell you, the next Buffalo Bill game is against the Kansas City Chiefs. And I don't think it's crazy to say this, but is there a quarterback playing better football in the AFC right now than Josh Allen? No.
0: No. And, in fact, I've come on your show before, even last year, and said I was a Josh Allen fan, so my opinion is being validated. But I would say to you this. I think they got a horseshoe up their ass right now because, you know, they've only made the uh, opposing team punt one time in the last two weeks. Now, if you look at what the Rams did to them when up and down the field and what the Rams did to the Giants, you might ask yourself – Is Buffalo's defense flawed or are the Giants that good? And I will tell you that yesterday, the Raiders uh, should have fared a little bit better if not for two turnovers. Carr went 32 of 41. Waller went off for nine catches. Uh, I, I honestly don't think their defense right now is playing at a high level. It's basically Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, and a little bit of John Brown and Cole Beasley when necessary, but I think the Bills have some defensive problems. If you look down that schedule, they have not been great defensively. And I'm on the Bills, Gabe. I'm a Bills fan. Remember, I spent some time in Buffalo. In the days of Joe Ferguson in the electric company, I really am Joe a Bills Kribs. fan. I wrote that. The Joe Cribs. Right. Joe Delamalore on the offensive line. Yep, yep. But I do think they have some issues defensively, and I think they're going to show up eventually. I'm hoping this game goes off with Tennessee because you will see the Titans score some points and Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, you know what? I don't think it's a great matchup
3: for the Bills, especially, you know, the Bills are sort of due, and and you can't tell me as well that Kansas City isn't just a flashier matchup that they'll have their eye on. Thursday night football not this Thursday, Uh, it's the Bucs-Bears, but next Thursday, guys, Chiefs Chiefs at Bills. And I know the Bills were pushing to have 7,500 fans in attendance as well. So, you know, and and listen, they do have to tighten things up. I don't know what's up, Paul. They're running some new scheme that evidently is not working where they're playing two linebackers. Like, the Bills are playing, like, routinely playing two linebackers right now. And, you know, with Milano and Edmonds, and I know they have some injuries and they're sort of, you know, they're coming up with different schemes and stuff, but it seems to be something that they're going with. You know, Archuleta was talking about it during the broadcast. You know, there's a lot of freelancing going on out there. I don't know if it's because also they've been playing, you know, from they, they have, they've had a lead in every game, but you're right. They got to tighten things up. Like they, 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 they really do. They got to tighten things up. They got to get to the quarterback too. Like, uh, but... I'm not going to panic just considering the Bills offense has always been the biggest concern. And the Bills offense is literally one of the best offenses in the NFL right now, Paul.
0: I agree with you. But remember also the Raiders played without Brian Edwards and Ruggs at the wide receiver. So they had a Hunter uh, Renfro was their number one. Now Hunter Renfro, he's okay, but he's no way a number one. So I think they have to tighten things up. And by the way, without those linebackers, Edmonds and Milano, they're in a lot of trouble because then they'd have a struggle with the tight end and the backs more than they are right now. They're doing a decent job on the tight end. But without Milano, without Edmonds in there, forget about it. Uh, And by the way, I'm on the win total. I'm on the win total. I'm on them eight, eight and a half, and I believe I took some nine had a variety of different odds, but uh, I'm rooting for them. Don't get me wrong; I just have to take a step back and call it the way I
3: see it. Oh, it's been a nice start, and you're right. Listen, said they're 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 far from perfect, but you know nobody really is. We see Kansas City. Kansas City's got offensive line issues. Like they're they're sort of, you know, the Chiefs have been hit or miss so far this year. Um, you know they were just flat uh, tonight. It is what it is, but. Speaking of flat, the Lakers were flat. Let's get into the NBA in a remaining time here, Paul. The Lakers were flat uh on Sunday night. Miami shows up. It's it's crazy, isn't it? Miami actually got the cover in game two as well, getting to ten and a half, and they lose by ten. So they're actually two and one against the spread uh in this series somehow. So they, they lose Drogic, they lose Bam. They 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 find a way to steal a game in which the Lakers just, you know, seemed disinterested and lethargic uh, from the onset now do we have a series in your opinion or or is this just uh was that just you know sort of a a blip and the lakers uh, flex their muscles uh, tomorrow night and i guess you know it comes down to is bam going to play and i i would expect that he would right i would expect at this point that he would but i don't know i thought he was going to play last night as
0: well You know what that word flat means to me? It's a convenient word for saying that the team played like crap. And the Lakers, in my opinion, (laughs) played like crap. I don't believe that they were flat. I believe that this series is a lot more competitive than people think it is or people are giving it credit for because when you look at game one, which was the only one that was non-competitive – it was basically driven by injuries to bam and goren who went out with uh having played only 12 and 15 minutes which had to take the wind out of their sails plus a a laker onslaught of uh three, three point uh, field yeah. goals yeah 11 and 19 from the field open up this big lead the two uh two of the three best players on the heat are off the court they're injured And basically the wheels fell off. But the Lakers couldn't put him away in in game two. And certainly in game three, the Heat outplayed him. The Heat had a 14-point lead at one point. The biggest lead the Lakers enjoyed was four points. And if you remember what we spoke about last week, the point I made was play your bigs. Get Myers Leonard involved. He was a plus 13 last game in 13 minutes. And the guys actually contributed in limited minutes. And the Lakers have shot 33% basically in the last two games. If you go in and can sign a contract and say the Lakers are gonna shoot 33% from beyond the arc, you know the Heat are gonna have a chance to win. Everybody's treating the Heat like they're some wounded animal. But you know what? They they've held in there, they've stuck around even though they've had their best two players sitting on the bench with injuries. And we went into this series thinking it was going to be competitive. Heck, if you wanted to take the heat to win two games, uh, you had to lay a dollar 70. So, and that was the heat plus two and a half. Uh, You had to lay a dollar 70. So I I think the, the series is playing out the way we thought it was going to play out. And I hope, that Bam gets back in the lineup because I think that he can give them a run for their money. And, you know, so
3: Jimmy Butler dropped the uh, you're in trouble at the end of the um, at the end of the game to LeBron. A lot was made about that. But a little inside uh, stuff there. LeBron told Jimmy Butler that earlier in the game. So uh, LeBron told Jimmy Butler, we're in a lot of trouble <laughs> tonight. He said tonight. insane didn't say in his series said, to tonight, he goes, we're in a lot of trouble. Like, well, Miami, I guess LeBron just knew, you know, that his teammates, you know, but that's what LeBron does, right? So it's nice to know that LeBron sort of throws the teammates under the bus, even to the opposing players. And then LeBron leaves, like, before the game's over. I know it's only 10 seconds, but, you know, he's done that stuff before. We won't stand in the huddle with people. And, hey, it's not really me uh, type of thing. But, hey, it is what it is. So there was a little just a backstory, Like when Miami went on a run earlier, LeBron told Butler that the Lakers were in trouble tonight. Like, kind of, we don't have it. And and then Butler sort of at the end was emphasizing after we got the win, yeah, you are in trouble. Like, we're back in this and we're alive. You got to love Jimmy Butler's competitive spirit, Paul, man. The guy
0: really is a baller, man. Look, LeBron's a child. If you remember, there was a play in the first game. Tyler Hero took him up one-on-one under the basket and made a, a very nice shot. And he called out Rondo and I think it was KCP for, for not switching. It wasn't a switch situation. Just couldn't, uh, he just couldn't absorb or tolerate the fact that this 20-year-old white kid took him up and made a shot over him. It just drove him nuts. <laughs> Walking off the court the other night, it was just, look, LeBron's a child. And I, I'm glad Jimmy Butler kind of got under his skin a little bit because that's what he should do. That's what you gotta do with the Lakers, you know? Play up, man up, play the game, yeah, LeBron, you're right. stay on the court. You're right, it is true.
3: You you gotta, you can't let them just flex on you and start dunking and let LeBron go coast to coast and stuff like that. You, and especially with AD, you got to try to get in their heads uh, a bit. Paul Bovey, Covers.com. Uh, level 1 just flew by. It's always a pleasure, Paul. Encourage people to check out Covers.com. Covers experts. Paul's always killing it. Paul, always a pleasure. Man, thank
4: you.
3: Four trades late night continue. Thanks too, uh, to Paul Bolivian for kicking it with us, who uh, seems to think the Miami Heat are back in this thing right now, getting seven and a half points. Game four, Tuesday night. Uh, we'll break it down a little bit uh, later on. And, uh, of course, we'll be all over it uh, tomorrow on Game Time Decisions. Like, uh, you know when you see a guy's uh, or a band or an actor or somebody's name trending on Twitter, you can generally usually tell right away. What it's going to be, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that's not good. Like, if you see like Antonio Brown trending on Twitter, you're like, oh, yeah, this isn't good. Like, what did he do? Did he throw a couch off like a window <laughs> off a balcony? Like, what? what? So yeah, I saw Connor McDavid was uh, was trending. And uh, I'm thinking, well, Connor McDavid's not going to do anything crazy. So I don't know. Was he in like a, uh, a new Tim Hortons commercial or something? But evidently, Oilers captain Connor McDavid has tested positive for COVID 19. Hell of a hockey player, Connor McDavid doesn't make his team better. He's almost like Mike Trout. Connor McDavid is Mike Trout. Like Connor McDavid's like amazing, but his team still sucks. And I don't know. It's like it's it's a team sport, but a lot of guys are able to like you know win a playoff series or something. Like can you, can you be like deemed like oh you're so amazing if you can't even win a playoff series? So, anyways, Connor McDavid has tested positive for COVID nineteen. I like the, This is uh, from the Edmonton Oilers themselves. Since his positive test, he has been in voluntary self-quarantine at home and will continue to be monitored. Oh, isn't that nice of him? I like how like he's oh, he's doing a great thing. What do you mean he's voluntarily self-quarantining? You've got coronavirus. <laughs> you can't be walking around? Oh, yeah, he's voluntarily. You don't need voluntary. No, you have to. Voluntarily. Voluntarily, yeah, yeah, yeah What a great kid he is, what a great guy <laughs> He's voluntarily Well, since he has coronavirus I'm kind of assuming he kind of asked it Voluntarily, like uh, Voluntary quarantine Is like, oh, you know what, I was at the mall And I saw on the news that there was an outbreak there I better just be careful and stay inside Voluntarily self quarantine. He's voluntarily self-quarantined from winning, too <laughs> Bring it